This episode of In the Word on the Go is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB strives to be both accurate and readable, with the goal of more people reading the Bible every day. I like it because whether you've grown up around the Bible or not, you can use it for deep study or for daily reading. To learn more, visit csbible.com. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word on the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming Tony Morita. Tony is the founding pastor of Imago Day Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. In addition to pastoring, Tony is a speaker and an author and has written numbers of books, including The Christ-Centered Expositor and numbers of volumes in the Christ-Centered Exposition Commentary series, which is not just for pastors, but for members of churches to read as well. He also has his own podcast with the Acts 29 Network called Churches Planting Churches. Tony, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man, it's great to be with you. Oh, it's great to have you with us. What verse do you have for us today? Okay, Romans 8.31 says this, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So, Tony, if you were to take that verse and put it into your own words, how would you paraphrase it? I would paraphrase it with something along the lines of, even though uh, we will face opposition and trials in this life, if we're in Christ, ultimately they will not prevail over us because God is on our side. So why did you pick this particular verse? What's the story here for you? It's really hard for me to imagine anything greater in the world than to know that Almighty God is not opposed to me, but he's actually for me. And I think in in the book of Romans, and I think a lot of people may assume God is for them, like the general world out there that doesn't know the gospel. But Romans 1, 2, and 3 talks about our our sinfulness and our our need for the gospel. Um, And then uh, when we believe in Christ and are united to Christ and we're we're new creations, uh, now we have that assurance that this God who at one time uh, was opposed to us in our and our sinfulness is actually now for us. And that is, uh, it's remarkable news. And it's not just, a, you know, a, a wish dream, because Romans eight thirty two follows 31, that says, uh, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not with him graciously give us all things? And what Paul does in there in eight thirty two is he tells us that something has actually happened in space, time, and history to prove that God is for us, namely the cross. Mm-hmm. So the cross is God's ongoing proof for us that he really is for us. Lest we ever doubt, is he for us? Because we're going to have trouble. We're going to have trials. And it's easy to think sometimes that because my, my life is hard, that God is opposed to me. But the cross stands as that, that resolute you know, uh, promise that God really is for us. Wow, so the cross isn't just the source of our forgiveness, but it's also the source of God's favor toward us. Mm -hmm. So I want to read it again, but before I do that, is there anything that would be helpful for us to know by way of context or background to this passage? Well, I think in in verse 31, when Paul actually begins with saying, what then shall we say to these things? Mm -hmm. Um, the, the little phrase, these things, I, 
I don't think it simply means Romans 8. I think Paul has in mind all that he said in Romans up to this point. Wow. And so really the question is, 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 is this, how do you summarize Romans chapters 1 to 8? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that He's, all? Yes. So he's starting a new section in Romans 9 to 11. And so this is sort of his, his little opening line to summarize everything. And so what follows then are a lot of themes that he's talked about in the first eight chapters before he jumps into chapter 9. And so I think Paul's summary of Romans 1 to 8 is simply that God is for us. Boy, that's incredible. I'm going to read it again. This is Romans chapter 8, the 31st verse. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. It says this, What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? So, Tony, if you were explaining this verse to, let's say, a fifth grader, how Mm. would you explain it to them? Can you walk us through the verse phrase by phrase? Yeah, I would would talk to my uh, little fifth grader and say, uh, you'll have a lot of enemies in this life. The, you'll you'll have a lot of opposition in life. In fact, Romans eight prior to this it talks about suffering, and so I would try to set that context that that we, we groan. Uh, Paul says because we're in a, su- a world filled with suffering, mm-hmm. but if if we're in Christ, uh, we we have assurance, we have um, confidence that God will have the last word. That if we are His then we can rest, even in the midst of, of hardship. Uh, and so I would tell the fifth grader, uh, you know, Jesus is not promising us that life will be easy. Right. But he, but he does promise us that he'll be with us and that he has us and he won't let us go. Um, and we know that because the cross is God's ongoing proof that he's for us. Mm, thank the Lord for that. So, Tony, how has this verse affected you personally at a heart level? Oh man! Well, it's funny. This is a bit of a, uh, a humorous note. You mentioned fifth graders. I've been doing youth camps for many years now, and and at the end of every youth camp, you know, students will often ask me to sign their T-shirt, sign their notebook, or whatever. Right. And then they ask me to write a verse. And so, um, you know, sometimes I like to mess around with the kids, and so I'll I'll you know pick some obscure verse from Exodus, you know, like <laughs> like don't cook a young goat in its mother's milk or something like that. <laughs> Um, but when I'm feeling holy, you know, I pick Romans eight thirty one. That's always what I write uh, on these kids' notebooks, and you know, uh, and I want it written on my own heart that um, I can't. Again, I can't think of anything greater than to know that that God is for me, and I think it's it's such a, a glorious truth because I'm a guy like everyone else that that has sorrow. You know, there's there's not a day in my life where I don't have trouble, where I where I don't feel some level of sadness mm-hmm. um, over the the suffering in my life or in the lives of other people. Sure. Um, and it's you know not just because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a human, and we we have this 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 uh, we have a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering, but this is sort of the rock. You know, I just go back to that ultimately when when everything is collapsing in my life, if it is. God, God is for me. And uh, I just got to get through this. You know, this life is as bad as it's ever going to be for the Christian. Hmm. Uh, glory is, is waiting for us. And uh, in the meantime, we just rest in these promises to get through the hard times. What are some ways that we can look at the cross, like you said earlier, as a way that helps us see God's favor toward us? Yeah, well, I love verse 32 where he says, if God, it's an argument from the greater to the lesser, mm-hmm. you know, he says, if if God is not going to uh, withhold his son, how will he not with him give us all things? Mm-hmm. 
meaning that if he's going to do the big thing, namely the cross, right. put forward his own son, then we can rest. That we can rest with the little things in this life. Um, you know, I liken it to taking my kids to Disney World. Um, if I spend a fortune, you know, on tickets and airfare, and just then hypothetically, see, just hypothetically, because no one spends a fortune at Disney. <laughs> and and then I see a sign that says parking, you know, eight dollars. Let's pretend there's actually parking for eight dollars. Okay, we'll keep pretending. <laughs> I, I'm not going to look to my wife and say I'm not paying that. She's going to say, Oh yeah, we are. We just paid you know three thousand dollars to get here. Um, <laughs> right. We're going to pay eight dollars to park and. What the gospel is saying to us, what the cross is reminding us of, of among other things, is that God's going to pay for our parking. You know, <laughs> he's mm. he's made the big purchase, namely Christ. Yes. Like, in other words, our greatest problem has already been solved. And we live the rest of our lives dealing with our little problems in light of knowing the big problem has already been taken care of. And it doesn't mean the little problems aren't hard and they're not painful even. But we know our greatest problem has already been solved. And that's just glorious. That is glorious. Well, Tony, thank you for being with us today. Can you take a moment and just pray this verse for our listeners? Absolutely. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the glorious promise that if you are for us, ultimately, no one can be against us. Even though we know people will be against us, even though we know the enemy will be against us, uh, we know ultimately that you will have the last word. And because we are in Christ Jesus, they will not ultimately prevail uh, because you're on our side, and it is good news. And we pray that in light of all of the bad news we deal with in this life and all the hardship we endure in this life, uh, we would live in light of the good news, and we would live in light of the hope uh, that you did not spare your own son but gave him up for us all, and you will take care of us. You will get us to our destination, for you have not redeemed us to leave us but you have redeemed us to conform us to the image of Jesus and take us to glory. And I pray you would enable us to rest in, in these glorious promises today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.